Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. My name is Tommy. I'm one of your hosts, as always, joined by my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? Okay, had a delicious dinner tonight. Mom and I made uh, some shrimp fra diavolo. It was quite tasty. Nice. You know, that's better than better than most people are doing after a loss. Seem to be doing okay, taking the <laughs> taking the loss all right. I'm doing slightly less well. The actual the answer we were looking for was not doing well. The Packers lost, but you know your, well, your answer is okay but, as well, uh, I suppose. <laughs> it was a delicious dinner. <laughs> just you're just blocking out everything about this game, huh? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I th- so we seem to have lost a day in the weekend. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, it's like we only got Saturday for some reason. I was only had one day, but yes, I, I, I went to sleep. You know. Saturday night, woke up Monday morning, I think. Yeah, crazy how that happens sometimes. But anyway, the Packers, unfortunately, if you might have surmised, lost this weekend, 25-24 to in Atlanta. Dad, they did cover the spread, though, and you know what they always say, good teams win, great teams cover, and there's nothing more to that saying. So <laughs> Packers, clearly a great team. We had a little discussion about this. Are you kidding? <laughs> this is good. Hey, Isn't it, don't you have to be like the favorite in cover to be great? Don't argue with me. Argue with the saying. It's not, I, I didn't say I it. Am I'm just quoting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yes, the Packers lose 25 to 24. And dad, I think, you know, we'll get into some pitches and stuff, but you know, bird's eye view of this game. If you told me before the game, if we lost by one on the road and Jordan Love looked pretty good and like lost by one on the road to the Falcons, who are a pretty good team, uh, I would say, okay, like I'd be all right with that. It's just the way they lost is very annoying. Blowing a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter is very annoying. Yep. I mean, it is what it is. The, the fact that they had this game essentially and just kind of threw it away is, I think, they the annoying part. let but it the, slip away very meekly yeah. in many ways. Yeah. And they had but you know big picture one one after the first two road games. One and one that's good. And the rest of the North also lost this weekend. So you're and just keeping first, first place. place there. Yeah. Yeah. And I was that was just like, oh, we could have like stolen and banked another road win for the season. Like I said, it's not really the nice. it's not the fact that they lost; it's the way they lost. Because if you, like I said, if you go into this game, told me they fought close, one point game on the road, back to back road games to open the year. It's like okay, so the way they lost is super annoying. It's really it, I think that's the best word I have for it. It's just annoying. You kind of had it, and you just kind of just frittered it away, I guess. But anyway, we're going to be just talking. Didn't make a good play for substantial part of the game there they they pretty much had like i would say four or five opportunities to make a play that could win the game and they just didn't four or five times in a row like make a play to win the game i felt like was kind of how the end of that game went but anyway we'll be talking all about this game in detail here doing a post game so come do your therapy with us uh, but before we get into that, just wanted to pitch a couple of things. Uh, if you like what you hear today, come give us a follow on Twitter at FatherSonPacker. That's where we're most active. We tweet out when we have new episodes out. We tweet out uh, articles we find interesting, pieces of news, uh, video clips that other people post that we think are very encapsulating of the game as a whole, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So come you know, follow us at FatherSonPacker for all your one-stop shopping for Packers news and notes. Uh, and also, if you like what you hear here today, come subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Uh, we put all our episodes out on all of those platforms. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, it would really help our numbers a lot, so we would really appreciate that. But, Dad, anything I'm missing or should we get into this game, starting with the injury report? Uh, and that, I think, is another big story of this game that we have not really talked about yet. And that's that the Packers, you know, both before and after this game, you know, they're starting to have troubles with their health just two weeks into the season. 
Yeah, and uh, critical ones after we were thinking, like, we could have the best left side of the offensive line in the league. Could. They could. But um, like you said, that did not exactly go as planned. Um, going into this game, uh, we're going to start with the left tackle uh, situation with David Bakhtiari. Going into this game, he was questionable. Uh, we had spoken a little bit at length last week about whether or not we thought he would play. Now, Matt LaFleur said today that, you know, there was swelling in his knee. Um, there's been speculation it was because of the turf that he didn't play. Um, there's so much speculation going around that it's hard to really say for sure. But I think, you know, at this point you kind of... Yeah, and LaFleur it, said he would not have played on grass either. Yeah, and it's like you just kind of have to take the team at face value. I don't. I hate saying you have to take them at face value. I mean, you can believe what you want to believe, but I'm choosing yeah. to take the team at face value because otherwise it's like you're just assuming they're lying, which you know, I'm sure in a year or two we'll know if there was anything more to this, if it was that he just didn't want to play on turf. Not to insinuate that that's what it was, but I know some people have been speculating that. And Well, and it, it could be that, not that he just like, I'm never going to play on it, but you brought up the point last time. The last time he played on turf, he had a knee. Re- he had his knee reacted badly, and he had yeah, to and come he missed out. the missed the second half of the game against Detroit in Week Nine. Was the last time he played on turf, and you know it's just it's tough because I think you know I know some people get frustrated by the Bakhtiari thing, and it's understandable because it is a bit frustrating as a fan. But you know, as frustrating as it is for us, it's got to be like a. 10 times more frustrating for him. Like take a walk in his shoes. Like you're on the path to like a hall of fame career at left tackle. You're the highest paid left tackle in the game. You're number one or number two in the league at left tackle, depending on who you talk to. Like you're in that conversation every year. You're getting all, tons of all pros, tons of awards. And then all of a sudden in practice in December, one day you blow your knee out and you're never the same and you're never going to be the same. And your knee's going to hurt the rest of your life. Like it sucks for him more than anyone. And for people like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people have like, let their frustra- frustrations with the situation lead to like kind of like attacks on David Bakhtiari. And like, I don't think it's fair to necessarily go there. And I understand it's frustrating and I understand it can be like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah. just a difficult situation. It sucks. It just, it's just a shitty situation. It just sucks. I don't know what else. Yeah. Like it just, the thing that drives just me crazy is when, you know, it, he can't play because of the injury and people have to attribute it to some kind of character flaw. Some people, not everybody, but some people's like, oh well, there's obviously you know something wrong with his him as a as a as a person. It's like, oh, just just can't you just take it as he is hurt and is trying his hardest to get back, but can't, and that's it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. And even if it is like some people have been like, is it just a mental hurdle? I, I don't think that's necessarily like like we've seen last year the second game he played on on turf. Um, Week nine, and just to issue a question, he actually did play. We spoke last uh, last week that he um, only played one game on turf last year. I had forgotten that he did play the whole Buffalo game, but then the the following week was against Detroit, and that was the week that he didn't make it through the game. So you could say that that turf compounded. Also, two weeks the in turf a row. in Atlanta and Detroit are the same kind of turf. Um, it's field turf is the the type of turf, and then the turf in Buffalo is a different kind of turf. It's like a turf Titan something something something. Now, how big a difference there is between those turfs? Um, which one is like the say? Uh, the New York turf, which is um, supposedly like one of the worst in the league? For I always I don't rem- I don't I know off the top matter. of my head which one that was. I <laughs> I had only researched those um, for uh, something I was looking at. But point is, like even if it is meant, like he wasn't able to finish the, the game the last time he went on turf, and you know. 
it's it's understandable why he would be reticent to play on turf again if that was even the reason now Matt LaFleur has said so my, my point is like whatever the reason is I think it's like valid obviously it's a very difficult situation especially from a team building perspective but I think that's more of a conversation to have this offseason than it is to have right now because like this is just the situation they're in and it just kind of is um now like I think it's fair to have a discussion like well like they are paying him this money um like is it is it fair like like is there a way to like is it is it fair for them to pay him this money and then him to if he were to be choosing and i I don't even want to go there to be honest i don't even want to go in that direction really the the teams have so much power in this dynamic league-wide you know it's nope i'm not gonna yeah i don't know it's it's i that's as much Teams have all the power in that in almost every other situation so i'm not gonna feel bad for them and we've already given it so much oxygen that I, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. But, you know, Bakhtiari doesn't play in this game. Follow-up, though, and something that I think is more concerning, well, also concerning, I guess both are fairly concerning, is that Elton Jenkins um, has sprained MCL um, in this game and had to leave the game. Now, Rob Domovsky reported that he had a large brace on his knee. It is the same knee he tore, in the, tore the ACL in, uh, per PackersNews.com. Um, it is that same left knee. Uh, now, so... Domovsky reported that he had a large brace on his knee and was limping around the locker room, um, and but that he said it wasn't season-ending. Now, it kind of depends on what the question was asked. Like, was the question, was it season-ending, and he said no, or was the question, how is it, and he said it's not season-ending? Those are two very different things to me. Right. Um, but we'll see. It's not good. It's going to be some time. <laughs> one of those is he could be ready in two weeks, and the other one, maybe eight or ten. Yeah, and so we don't really know like the way the question was phrased, and I think that does matter in this case. But either way... Not good, Dad, because they could be without the... I mean, we saw in this game, there were times that it was a big struggle without the entire left side of the line, and that might be scenarios moving forward, and certainly they won't have Elton for at least a few weeks, I would imagine. Yeah, and I was trying to... I, I guess we'll just have to wait to find out if it's going to be like two weeks or four weeks or six weeks. But yeah. it's going to be it's going to be some time, it seems. These walk around the brace. Yeah, and then Christian Watson and Aaron Jones missed the game with hamstring injuries. Now, um, Christian Watson has practiced since our last recording. He practiced on Friday in a limited fashion, but he still wasn't good to go. Aaron Jones didn't practice at all last week, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on on whether or not he's good to go next week. Watson, yeah. I would imagine, is closer given the fact that he already practiced. I would uh, say so, but but I would also say that even though Jones didn't practice, he did advance in terms of like, being outside, helmet on, doing stretching as the week went on compared to what he... It, it was an increase in what he was doing, even though it still counted as a DNP. Yeah, and then the final one is Van Ness uh, left the game for a bit with an elbow injury, but he did return with an elbow brace on uh, and played some more snaps, so that's that's at least some good news on that front. Um, but, Dad, that's kind of it for the injury report. Is there anything that you didn't get a chance to... to to chime in anything you wanted to add there because like you know i think the the biggest thing that people have questions about is the bakhtiari thing and honestly it's a situation with no answers so it's like yeah it, it sucks i don't know um but anything else you want to go there or you want to move on to the the game breakdown let's let's move on to our uh game breakdown i think we've uh spent enough time talking about injuries i know right enough for a lifetime but anyway um moving on to the game breakdown dad the biggest moment of the game this is kind of how we 
like to start our breakdowns. We have we're going to talk a little bit about the offense, talk a little bit about the defense, even talk a little bit about special teams because I think there's some question marks there for me. But starting with the biggest moment of the game, Dad, and this is the moment that swung ESPN win probability the most is what we usually go with. Um, what was that play in this game, Dad? What'd you what'd you have down for this? So the the touchdown by Ritter where. He uh, the I guess the run pass option. Yeah, the fourth and fourth Gary scramble dives left. in, and he goes left around the outside. Um, once he sees Gary commit to run in for the touchdown, on fourth down too, fourth, fourth and, four. and four. Like I they said, they had, there. They if they get the stop there, they win. They had tons of opportunities to make and a play so that, to win the game, and they just they didn't so many times. And it went from it still still had Green Bay winning because they're silly, but eighty eight point three percent Green Bay win to 71.9 so it dropped you know like almost 16 and a half percent precipitously some would say like it it was it was yeah yeah. i mean you just get a stop there fourth and four like i I don't know that one's tough because do you want to talk about that play a little bit because i i don't know did you see rasul douglas screaming at rashawn gary after the play (laughs) on that one did you see that um did i I don't know if i necessarily caught it but rasul was the guy who was left hung out to dry there trying to make the stop on his own with uh, uh, I think a blocker left over there too. As a yeah, I don't know if the, at, I don't know if the receivers the time, able to get a block on him, but it was at, just well. At the time, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I see why Gary feels like he wants to pinch in. Like they've been getting gashed in the run game all game. Like they've been going for five yards a pop every single time. It's fourth and four. It's like you kind of feel like you need to pinch in, but as soon as he does, it's it's open open season for Desmond Ritter to just take and walk into the end zone and Rasul gets a chance to get him but it's it's difficult for him and then Rasul just like is like very very clearly visibly upset with with Rashawn Gary for losing contain on that play and like leaving him out there essentially and and not not doing his 111th and I think we'll get to that when we talk about the defense but there was a lot of not doing your 111th in this game as Matt LaFleur likes to say but yeah that was the game the play that swung the the game the most at anything you wanted to add on that or do you want to talk about offense a little bit that's the big one I think it's kind of um but it was also it just stresses it was uh Ritter's first rushing touchdown of his career too he can scoot a little bit. We talked a little he bit about it. He can scoot a little bit, but they haven't really asked him to do it much until this game. Yeah. They were like, because oh, like what you're saying it's is like, first okay, start. Well, they're not, they're not really doing it. I mean, yeah, he's tested well, but he hasn't really shown much running. He doesn't have very many attempts. Uh, and Yeah. But, yeah. but then, yeah, I have some notes on that later. But yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. It's like, of course. Yeah, you were telling me earlier it's like his first game ever he had six carries for 34 yards and then like maybe a combined five carries until now or something. I'm sure you'll talk about it later. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the offense moving forward, Dad. Um, or do you want to start with the defense? Which do you which do you want to start with? Oh, because um, I think there are problems with both. There are pluses. Say, this, is I, gonna they're more, this is going to end depressing no matter which way we do it. To me, it's like there are more <laughs> negatives with the defense, but like a couple positives. And there are more positives with the offense, but a couple negatives. It depends how you want to end. Do you want to end happy with the, happier with uh, the offense? Let's, let's end happier with the offense and let's start with the defense. <laughs> right. Because, you know, let's the defense start, was... So then let's go. Should we go bad to good then in each section? I don't know. We can go good to bad in defense because I think there's more. Let's get the good out of the way for the defense. Let's go good defense, bad defense, bad offense, good offense, so we can end on at least something. Because, you know, like we've said all season, you know, the point of this season is mostly to see how Jordan Love looks, and I thought he looked pretty good in this game. Just, like, trying to get 
perspective on this game is that you know the only thing that really matters is that Jordan Love looks good in this game and I thought for the most part he looked pretty good in this game. I actually thought he looked better than the Chicago game, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's talk about the defense, Dad, and let's start with the good things. I don't have very much here, to be honest. Mine's um, kind of short, Mine's too. pretty brief. <laughs> uh, I think my good thing was Quay Walker, I thought, had a really nice game. Uh, stack success after having a good game against Chicago last week, too. Um, he was the Packers' leading tackler. Um, he had the most stops on the day per PFF. Uh, yes, he should have had an interception, but, you know... It is what it is. Uh, I, beggars can't be choosers when you're looking for positives in a game where the defense kind of got walked down a ton. Um, yeah, I thought he, he also, I, I think, was second in pressures on the team. Oh, I hadn't seen that, but I was also going to say his average depth of tackle was 0.8 yards less than um, Devondre Campbell. So when you look at just like how the linebackers seemed to perform against the run, he was making his tackles closer to the line of scrimmage. So that's a good sign for him. Um, and that's yeah, like he, essentially he had, yeah. he had four four total pressures. Yeah, and they were blitzing him a little bit. They were letting him like get around the outside. Uh, I wish they would blitz him a little bit more in like the A gap, B gap, but they were just kind of having like stunt around the outside a bunch, which you know worked. I think he got a hit as well. Um, but yeah, so I thought Quay Walker was my one positive. I thought he looked good again. Uh, I understand it. It was imagine how bad this game would have been if he had missed this game with a concussion is all I'm going to say. Cause he was, he was borderline not going to play in this game, but yeah. So he was my positive dad. What'd you think? Uh, what was your positive for this game? So my positive is kind of similar. Well, I picked a player who in some ways had a good game and I, I so I picked Kenny Clark rushed the quarterback really well. So he's making disruptive plays and PFF graded him out with a, an 80.3 for his pass rush. Six pressures overall, and and included one sack. Yeah, ever. I, I thought his he started. Run grade was yeah, bad. go ahead. I thought he I mean, started the, the game so well, and then he just kind of like the whole team kind of just wilted as the I don't know. Yeah, whatever. did they run out of steam? And that's something I have, and kind of in, in some things that may have contributed to that. And overall, their pass rush grade of seventy three point one by PFF as a team was even better than last week's against Chicago for their yeah. for their team pass rush grade and they had 25 pre- and they are credited with 25 pressures the Packers um, are credited with, credited with 25 pressures in this game yeah boy did it not feel like it man that because it felt like it felt like from like the halfway through the second quarter on or like the second quarter the whole second half almost felt like they were just not getting to Ritter at all but I yeah, guess and, the numbers, some of these the numbers don't been, bear that out well I don't know how many of these are Multiple at once? Multiple on the same play. It's fair. And I think there are. Well, you have, like, on the sack, it was, like, pressure by Preston, Kenny, and um, Gary. All on the same play that led to the sack by, um, I guess, Gary and Kenny got the credit for that sack in the end. Because uh, Preston probably got a missed tackle for his efforts on that one as well. Because he didn't quite get him down on that pressure. I don't know. Yeah. But so that, so I think they're getting, and I, I don't know like how, what percentage of the Atlanta snaps had a pressure, which is, you know, a, a different measure. I have to, I have to dig for that a little bit. Yeah. And it just but, felt like, sorry, but, go ahead. Go ahead. But as the, yeah, in, in the fourth quarter, I don't know how many pressures they had. It was just, yeah, and it, it felt like, the you know, they started the game really fast. I felt like maybe a lot of those pressures were happening in that 
in that first second quarter, first half. But it's they did they just run out of steam? I don't even know. Like, did they let those like few big plays that they gave up on fourth down? Like, I, I don't know. Should we just start going to the negatives? Do you have anything more yeah, positive? Yeah, because I, I have some things that are kind of tied into uh, you know that sort of con- that might that may tie into that concept. Okay, go ahead. So I go. So I go for my bad. Yeah, go for your bad because I think let, I let it all out. The, the therapy one, for the two, Packers three, four, defense. four, five different things as opposed to having two for the good. Well, it's that kind of game. Number one, Jair had a terrible game. It you know bad. what his? It was really. It you was know like, what his QB? It was perfect. QB perfect rating passer rating. coverage. Right, perfect passer rating when targeted. Right. Yes, gave up one fifty eight point three. Yeah. Perfect passer rating into his coverage. Well, it's not good by, by pass by pass rating into coverage. It's got to be the worst tied for the worst game of his career. By definition, I would imagine. By definition, right? Exactly. <laughs> it, it, um, was, it was bad. Drake London was punking him all day. It was it was like uh, almost exclusively just Drake London, and also the touchdown. Um, the touchdown where he just bodies him out. He just yeah, he just London. gets boxed out, and I I've never seen like I've never seen Jay Alexander lose more like one on one like at the catch point. Or one on one, like just you and him. Are I've never, I've never seen him have such a bad day, and I'm obviously willing to give him some action forgiveness because he's had so many good games. But yeah, I haven't seen him had, have such yeah, a bad day he, in a long time. He was time. Just not good. I mean, got it's got it's not good. He's still a good player, but it's not a good game. No, I mean that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yes. Do you want? To, should I just go through my whole list? Do you want to bounce yeah, back yeah, and forth through, a little go bit? Through, go through the whole list. Let's let it all out. All right. Here all we out. go. Oh, let me get. I got. I got to loosen up for this one. So, this idea of like, don't let their best player beat you. So Bijan did. You know, they didn't they didn't they didn't slow him down. I don't I, well, I maybe they if they slowed him down then that's pretty kind of scary. I, he but, looked yeah. like he looked like prime Le'Veon Bell with more athleticism. This man looked like absolutely a oh, freak. I'd say he looked more like uh Barry Sanders. Is this is that's how good he looked. Or that's how good we made him look. I mean go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry 19? I interrupted you. 19 carries for 124 yards on the ground and four catches for 48 in the air. Um, felt so, like more. So, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it felt it, like it, more. It, yeah, it felt like more. You just, it, he, he was just juking everybody. Was it fair? In, his ability to change direction and then and then change back the opposite direction on like one or two steps later is, is, was is it is it fair to say ankles. that the Packers' best defense against him was just when Arthur Smith decided to not give him the ball for three plays in a row for some reason? I just felt like the only time the Packers even got to third down or got to fourth down was just because they decided not to give Bijan the ball. And it was like, okay, thank you. We'll like we'll take that, I guess. But yeah, like, I mean, they I did stuff once them. or twice, but they really have to have like nowhere for him to go if they. And and that's the thing. If he's going up the middle, they have a chance. If they clog it all up, but if he's going to the outside, and got room to work with. It's like, I'll just I'll just juke this guy and run around him. But also, they got yes. Yeah, so so Bijan was job number one. Try not to get beat by this guy, but they didn't take away anybody. Their other, I was going to say, like they stopped Ritter either. Yeah. Ritter had the second best career game by ESPN's QBR, though not quite so good by PFF. It was only his fourth out of six. Most ever yards rushing, first ever rushing TD, and then London caught six or seven targets for sixty-seven yards and a touchdown. He had three first downs after only getting. Zero catches for uh, on one target last week against the Panthers. Yeah, it's not, it's and JC Horn got hurt during that game. And the thing is, it's like, did they shut anything down? 
Like, who, that's the, what, that's what the did thing. they stop? What did they stop so from the, the Falcons' offense? So the only thing offense? you could say they kind of stopped was Tyler Algier. Ha- yeah, didn't have I a guess. Great game. Didn't have and a great Kyle game. Pitts Kyle Pitts had, didn't have a great game. I mean, but that's it. Like, you let... Yeah. You let every most almost every facet of their offense. I mean, they were technically, I think, pretty good on third down. They, I think, they held them to six of fifteen. Uh, I believe but the that number doesn't was. help when they go three of four on fourth. If, hey, you're you're preaching to the choir. That's what my negative is. Can I can I talk about that? I mean, three of four on fourth I have, down. I have something about that too. But yeah, why don't you go? do talk about that? I mean, three and three or four on fourth down. Um, let me pull it up. I had the numbers in front of me. Um, so they allowed conversion. So the Falcons attempted fourth down from four yards out, one yard out, four yards out, one yard out. Um, so this is according to sportsnews.com. A fourth and one should be converted 65.5% of the time. They let the Falcons go two of two. A fourth and four should be converted 46.4% of the time. They let the Falcons go one of two. So they're letting them convert at higher rates than the average team would. Um, let them go three or four overall, which is just bad. And then when you take a look at that, essentially it doesn't matter that you're holding them to six of 15 on third down. If you're letting them go three of four on fourth down, because you know, nine of 15 essentially, and like keeping a drive alive, you're nine of 15. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. Like nine of 15 is might as well be great. Like it was bad. I mean, and the fourth downs were like, they ran the same fourth down little pitch play to the right. The same thing twice. The exact same play on both fourth and ones. Like, and they both worked perfectly fine. I think fine. somebody said it's like, it was just disrespectful how easily they thought it was going to be to get fourth down conversions. Yeah. yeah. We don't even need to, we just could just toss it, are they, toss are it they five r- yards deep and then let them run for the first down. Is it disrespectful if they're not wrong? Like, that <laughs> they were manhandling us. They were mauling us in the run game all game long and i mean i have more negatives but since that fourth down bled into it but i um, don't know it's well i guess there are a couple players who could just get blown off the line it was more that it was like i thought the defensive you know, play line was it's like playing tag with your kids well yeah you know, but you i thought they can't catch you but i thought the defensive line i mean the linebackers and safety well, didn't tackle like, either but um, the defensive line can i just put this these stats out there? the defensive sure. line was bad I mean, I thought they were really bad. They only had one tackle for a loss all game. They only had one sack all game. Um, your middle linebackers, according to ESPN, totaled 31 tackles combined. No, which means, you crazy. know what that means? That means they're getting to the second level almost every single time on you. And, like, I understand that they ran a lot of plays, but that's still insane. I mean, your three leading tacklers, who were uh, Quay, Devondre Campbell, and Rudy Ford, had an average depth of tackle between them of 6.6 yards. So, like, your leading tacklers are tackling dudes seven yards down the field almost every single time. Um, Most guys with a depth that bad are safeties. I looked at last year's stats for average depth of target. Um, No linebacker in the league had an an average depth of target that bad. Um, Average depth of tackle. Average depth of tackle. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, Wrong ADOT. Um, But, and then, uh, if you looked at Campbell's and Walker's, they would have been the worst and third worst average depth of tackle from last year amongst all linebackers uh, amongst all qualified linebackers so i know i'm it sounds like with all these amazing stats about the linebackers i'd be crapping on the linebackers but i mean they didn't play amazing but if the d line that just mostly shows me that the d line is getting just blown out of their gaps and there were some plays where it's like moses part in the red sea out there like my goodness there a couple, like there, but the, some, some of like, these rushing lanes were huge 
Yeah, and I'm, what I'm wondering is more, I and mean, I did see like Wooden getting like, oh, how far downfield is this guy? Um, but other ones where they're just not playing gap sound, they're like, you know, they're just penetrating a gap and leaving the other side wide open for a, for a rush lane. I mean, and just like not playing, like I think it just, the, the, ga- the amount of times they got gashed, I think just compounded like the problems because I think, what was it? Nagler on Cheesehead TV was saying he was like he was like they'd put they'd have two down linemen and they'd run it inside they'd have three down linemen they'd run it outside two down linemen run it inside three down, and they just did that over and over and over again and it worked every single time so it's just like they 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 weren't containing on the edges the D linemen weren't beating their man they were getting blown off the ball a ton I mean Atlanta's a very good rushing team this was. This is what they do, but like you, you certainly didn't slow them down very much. And I mean, can we talk about the fourth quarter? I don't know where to talk about this in negatives. Oh, so I have some other. Uh, well, so I, I could go back. I still wasn't done, but okay. yeah, oh, sorry, the I, I did cut you off. Finish that. Finish but, the rest was, of your negatives, and we'll talk about the fourth quarter last because the fourth quarter I think can go. It's a negative for both offense and defense. Like it's it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's a so versatile. So yeah, their overall run grade was forty four point six. On D, as opposed to last week's, obviously, you know, fool's gold, eighty-one point three against Chicago, um, run defense grade. Um, one thing I would say in terms of what they do, please stop putting in all the backups at once, and have none of the starters yes. on the field. Yes, why are you putting in Wooden and Brooks, and they're both and and, and taking out and and. They do this they with would the edge have, rushers. They would have. They do it with a D line. They do it with then, the edge rushers yeah. and the D line simultaneously. They would have yeah. a, a line of Holland, and Holland's actually graded out pretty well today. But they would have a D line of Hollins, Wooden, Brooks, and Enigbare. And I'm like, no wonder you're getting gashed. Like, and I'm then sorry, like, but oh, we need to do hurry up offense so these guys can't get off the field. It's like, why are we not? I mean, obviously, it's easy to second guess after a loss like this. But why are we not staggering but these guys? But they they do Stagger this all them. the time, yeah. and it just it's been it's been bad process all the time to do it this way, and just they continue to do it, and then they get stuck in these situations where they're getting like no pressure on the quarterback for you know down after down after down, or they can't hold up to the point of attack against the run game down after down after down, and they just kind of get stuck with the with a kind of the, the weakest of all possible groups all in the field at once. Yeah. And it's like stagger the guys because it's like, yeah. I understand you want to save your best guys for third down, but it doesn't matter if you're never getting <laughs> to third, third down one, or you never get to third, third down. And then let's see, did I have some other things on here? Um, I mean, you went into, Oh we, yeah. You want to do fourth quarter. I did have one thing that was, Things that made us think, which is still kind of actually a negative. In what I, what I, I mean, if I could just say another thing, just to illustrate how just annoying this game was. I mean, you might even argue that the Falcons should have won this game outright, which, you know, fair enough. They had way more yards. They had way more time of possession. They had way more everything. Um, but they only had two drives that were less than eight plays. Like, like yeah. Oh, I, ha- I have this down. I was like... <laughs> Plays per drive, not counting the two kneel downs, one for each team. Green Bay, 4.7. Atlanta, 9. I mean, it bears out yards, the time of yards possession. Per, yards like, per drive for Atlanta, 49.6. For Green Bay, 24.9. Drives with no first downs. Green Bay, 5 of 11. 
Atlanta, only one of 11. The thing is, when you look at it like that, it's like, Green Bay should have lost this game outright. But I'm watching the game, and they had they should have won. The, like, the, And honestly, maybe, you know, the more you look at it, it's like, okay, they should have stolen the game from Atlanta, to be honest. But they let Atlanta steal it back from them. And so it's like, maybe they deserve to lose with how... What like awfully one sided these are, but they got some crucial stops in the red zone early. They forced field goals. They, they forced. They, they did got force some, field goals. They got some big plays, and they they, they had hit three on... turnover worthy plays. Atlanta gave them three turnover worthy plays. <sighs> they only converted one of them. Yeah, I mean, and, it's a game anxious. It really um, is. But then Do they gave want... up four straight scoring drives to close the game, essentially, except for the kneel down Atlanta, Atlanta had at the end. That was the killer. Yeah, the four straight scoring drives. I mean, let's talk. Do you want to talk about the fourth quarter? Speaking of four straight scoring sure, drives, to close the game. I mean, yeah, I just, I just, I just dropped that one in there. So, I mean, do you, do you have some fourth quarter specific notes, or should we just wing it? I have, I have some fourth quarter specific notes. I'm pulling them up as we speak. Um, but so, let's paint the scene. So, Packers are up twenty four twelve going into the fourth quarter. Now, the Falcons have the ball and they are about to score. So, like the fact that. When you say like, oh, they were up 24-12 and they blew a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter for the first time since the 2014 NFC Championship game. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I saw I that. I saw somebody I saw about that the, Seattle, that the was, Seattle game. That was fun to think about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had, yeah. Thank you very much for bringing that. <laughs> and while you're at it, why don't you give me a paper cut and pour lemon <laughs> juice on it. Pour lemon juice on it. Yeah, I know, right? But anyway, fourth quarter, I have it right in front of me. Falcons, 110 total yards, 8 minutes and 41 seconds time of possession. Packers... Seven total yards, three minutes and 19 time of possession. I don't know how they held the ball for three minutes and only got seven yards. Feels like they should have had the ball even... Feels like the, they had the ball even less time, honestly, than that. Um, but yeah, Dad, they just got absolutely mauled in the fourth quarter. Set the, like they were saying, they were up 12 points to start the fourth. The Falcons scored on like the, the first or second play of the fourth quarter. And then the Packers go... The Packers go three plays, punt... Three three plays, two yards. Three plays, two yards, punt. Three plays, nine yards, punt. And then four plays, four yards. Four plays, no Zero yards. yards. It's, yeah, I think, I think it was actually three plays, five yards in the end on that uh, second one. Oh, I thought the second one, they got to third and one, though, was what I was thinking. That it says they did it's actually, get to third one, but then they lost yards. It's five yards because of the Jordan Love messed up sneak. That's true because of the. That's true. They the the yards they lost because of the the false start where he. Which you know I, I, maybe we shouldn't just not count that because that they might have gotten it. If that, I mean, Chef's kiss. On we'll that talk one. about the. Uh, we're not talking about the <laughs> offense right now, but defense wise, like, and and defense. You look at the drives that. I mean, you were talking about the drives that the Falcons had to end this game. Let's let's look at it. Let's look at it. You had eight plays for or eight plays seventy five yards touchdown. This is in the third quarter. Then eight plays forty four yards field goal. Then twelve plays sixty five yards field goal, and then end of game. And I, so yes, you do well, well to even, hold them. And even before that first touchdown, it was thirteen plays sixty yards for a field goal. And so you do a good job to hold them to field goal on three of those four drives. Like I commend you, but you're letting them march down the field in the field goal range every single time, and you're not. I mean. It's a chicken or the egg thing. The offense doesn't help you because they're not taking any time off the clock and you're dying once you're back out there again. But the defense, like, you're not getting them off the field at all. Like, you're not getting any stops on these fourth downs and third downs like we already talked about. But, Dad, yeah, that fourth quarter, I mean, that's the game right there. Like, you you get one more play. You get one more stop on fourth down. 
you do one more thing, like one more little thing, and you win that game, and they don't do any of them really. So I'm, maybe they deserve to lose this game. I don't know. I don't know. What do you? Anything to say about the fourth quarter? It just felt like you only needed like one more play, and you had about I don't know five to eight opportunities to make that one more play that could have made the difference in the game. Yeah, and it's like as. I mean, there are two fourth down. There are two what fourth down conversions on no. just the in just the no, fourth I guess quarter, they didn't right? Have the well, two fourth down conversions just in the fourth quarter. I think just in the fourth quarter. I think. Yeah. I think that's you the right. fourth and four for the touchdown. Then you know, the fourth and one on the last drive. I think right. Yeah. Yes. Because they 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 did fourth and one, and it's already like. 40 yard field goal. Yeah, like, Arthur Smith's nah, kind of a kind of a crazy nah. person for that. I I kind of appreciated it. It was kind of sick to watch that he just had such massive stones, but you know, we're going to run this even you know, it it, it risks losing the game. That's how little they respected our defense. They knew they were going to get it. Why what's the risk? What's the risk? We haven't had it. We haven't we haven't held them for like zero or negative yards all game. Like we haven't had a tackle. We've had one tackle for loss all game. They're getting positive yards every time. They ran the same play too. That was the same play. That was the same pitch play, right? And just free. free. And we weren't even close. No, no. That went. I think well, it went for thirteen the, yards. I think we weren't even close to close. Well, one of those, and then one of the fourth down conversions was that uh, isolation of uh, Bijan out wide on. Uh, no, that was a Vandre. that was a third down, I believe. That was was that a third, third one? Oh, that was like a third and three, yeah. Okay, I was um, thinking that was another fourth down convert. One of their fourth down conversions. I'm pretty sure that was a third down, but. Uh, people have a lot of problems. Have you seen people are very mad about that play online? I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, I never talking about you get, you've got to have some ability to avoid the pick plays by not being all at the same level. It's like but that's why you can't Maybe press, they could have switched who was on him maybe, and not have it be or, a linebacker. I, I mean, I think, you know, based on – so, like, people are saying that you can't just press everyone at the line because they're just going to get picked. And like he has right. to play it's that like far legal, off. Legal pick play within the first however many yards. But here's the thing: like I would rather make them set that pick, make like make them try and pick me, than just give them the free Surrender. underneath slant for eight yards. And like I understand, like yeah. obviously Joe Barry knows more about defensive football than I'll ever know in my entire life. But I, you know, I eh, think the biggest thing, eh. the big, the, the I, biggest you know thing what? is, you know what? I'm not maybe, actually yeah. entirely confident now. But here's the thing. I think as soon as you see that matchup and you see that either he's either that he's playing off or either that you feel like he has to play off, call timeout, call timeout right that instant because it's too big a play in the game. And you know maybe they get yeah. maybe they get it anyways. Maybe they just run it up the middle for five yards. But I think it's just a process thing. And you know I have I don't think Matt Lafleur had his best game. I mean he did a good job scheming up the offense. I thought, but like time management was bad. We'll talk about special teams later. I don't even know whose fault that is. I mean, it's it's bad. But do you want to move over to the offense, Dad? Since we're talking Lafleur and we're talking about stuff like that, is sure. there anything else you wanted to say about the defense? I mean, the defense was bad. Uh, the, the run defense get... was really bad. They didn't stop anything. Um, the TLDR is, you know, they did a good job, like holding the Falcons to field goals at times. Like, I think that's the only real other that positive you can say. Might be the biggest, the best thing they did. Yeah, like was holding them to field goals on a lot of those drives. But, like, it felt like the Falcons were just getting whatever they wanted. I mean, they had, like, over 450 yards of offense or something like that. I mean, they had – what was it? They had an absurd – they had 27 first downs in this game. That's banana pants crazy. Like, 27 of their 78, like, plays were for, went for first downs. I mean, 
They have 446 well, the, total yards. Just the play disparity was crazy. Yeah, I mean, they had the ball for 13 more minutes in the game. They ran uh, 31 more plays than the Packers. They had over 200 <laughs> more yards than the Packers. They had a full <laughs> yard per play advantage. They had a hundred and they had nine, almost 100 more passing yards. They had over a hundred. They had almost 130 more rushing yards. I mean, they had. I, I. The more you look at it, then you're like, how the hell were the Packers winning this game in the fourth quarter? Like the, the really, the more you look at it, it's it's like okay, maybe maybe the Falcons were just better, and the the score was a bit of an anomaly that kind of like, course eventually like, worked itself out. Yeah, itself to like who was actually playing better. So it's like, you know, fair enough. But, Dad, let's talk a little bit about the offense. The defense is bad. Okay. The offense do you was... Wanna, do you want to get the rest of the bad out of the way and finish yeah, with a little bit of good? Yeah, let's do the bad of the offense and talk about the good of the offense because, like we said, I think, you know, the biggest thing this season, keep in perspective, keep in perspective, is how love looks. Other like other than that, the wins and the losses, like, obviously it, it's really annoying when they lose a game like this, but the wins and losses are secondary to me this year, this year. Um, and... You know, I think Atlanta's a good team, so it's tough. But anyway, bad on offense first, Dad. Do you want to start us off? Bad on offense. Okay, here we go. Um, oh, that's yours. I got to scroll down. There we go. I can I can start us off if you want. So, or go run ahead, blocking go ahead. team grade by PFF of fifty point five for the team, below average. And worse than last week. So I think it really felt the loss of Bakhtiari and Jenkins in this game. Um, Dylan only had third. So kind of reflecting that, Dylan only had 3.7 yards per attempt, which was better than last week's one point, whatever. But Wilson and Taylor also, they only got six yards on four attempts. So it's not like somebody else was doing better instead of him. Um, Do you think it's much better with Jones? Or do you think the blocking was just that bad? Because the blocking was bad. Dylan was bad. Dylan's one of my negatives, just a spoiler alert. But Yeah, well, I, I, I added some extra Dylan negatives to your to your section there. You might, thank you. Thank might you. notice. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I can't wait to get the, to the positives. But, but, the, negatives but the, are, the negatives are bumming me out. So, yeah, and I, there's actually, you know, I don't think this you necessarily have this in your Dylan bad notes. So I'm just going to say it because I, I meant to write it down as something. He falls down without contact and is I, able to try to get back up more than anybody I remember seeing. I've never seen a man so big fall over so much. I I, I don't know. It's like, it's like someone said oh, it's he, like, oh, he's down. Oh, he hasn't been touched yet. He can get back up. It's like, why is he down? Yeah, that's a good question because I was, I've seen so many things on Twitter. It's like he runs like he has like shoes that are two sizes too big. He runs like his shoelaces are untied. He he runs like someone like like shouted in his ear and like spooked him a little bit and he's a little off balance. Like I've seen so many because tw- like I mean the the big play of the game is that so second to last drive you're third and one and honestly you shouldn't have even been third and one. You Dylan probably should have gotten the first down on second down when he was rushing. It's third and one. It's not blocked well, but they run like to the left side, and Dylan just trips and falls. And like falls short of the line, and like if he if he had just fallen better, if he had just fallen half a yard fur- like further, it's a first down. Like if he had just fallen when he hit the line of scrimmage, but he starts to stumble almost as soon as he gets the ball, and he goes down. It's fourth down, and then we'll talk. Like we can talk about. I I don't know the the botched quarterback sneak where apparently Love said he accidentally gave the wrong 
like keyword, key, like this key is what we talked about all offseason about having a young team and having growing pains. Not getting a yard on third and one with your one of your veteran players, like that's not growing pains. Like I understand it's not blocked very well, but you're one of the vets of the team. They you need to execute. Like you're you're the one of the ones that's expected to execute. That's you're supposed to be your calling card. You were like one of the best players in terms of success rate last year in the league. Get a win on that play. Like get a yard. I I I was so so frustrated with Dylan after this game because I was just like that and that wasn't even the only time he fell in this game and it's not necessarily on him but the play Elton Jenkins gets hurt like Dylan falls in his knee and like that was that that, it's not about that being his fault but it's just another instance where he tripped and fell on a play that should have had way more yards and it's like what's going on out here like I because he wasn't touched again he was able to get up and get like the extra yard to I mean on review to get the first down on that play. And here's some things for Dylan. I mean, like you said, 3.7 yards per carry, back-to-back games. He's under four. He was even worse last week. Yards after contact per attempt. I mean, this year so far, it's the lowest it's been. It's actually been lower every single year of his career. It's In his rookie year, it was 3.44. 2021, it was 3.14. 2022 is 2.9. Now he's all the way down to 2.32. He's 50th in the league. These are per PFF. Um he has not had a breakaway run yet this season. His longest run of the year so far is eight yards. He has not had a carry past eight yards this season. Uh, today, he had uh, multiple carries for no gain at all. Um, the, the most of his carries went for about two yards. Uh, it's not good. It's just bad. And I know that it's not blocked up perfect, but it's also not blocked up perfect for Aaron Jones either. And he does more with it. And I... Like, just do – make a move. Make a play. I don't know. I, 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 it sounds like a meathead take. Just be like, just make a play. But at the, but at the same time, it's one yard. Like, just just get the yard, please. For just the stay on your God. feet until you, until you hit somebody. And even when he does hit somebody, like, even then, I don't know. I It's a contract year for Dylan. He's a great, like, presence on the team. He's a fan favorite, but – I don't know if, like, as a running back, I want he's that so much for, her, for him to be better than he is so far this year. Yeah. He was better as a rookie and second year player. 2021, we're like, oh, he's better than Jones this year. 2021, I agree. I was like, the offense is functioning better with Dylan in there. And, you know, mate, like, there's an argument to be had that last year and this year, the run blocking has been worse and he has been worse. So it's like, is like either. Does he need a good run blocking line to be better, or was he just benefiting from having a good run blocking line? Either way, if like you're a running back who needs a good run blocking line, that's not exactly a ringing endorsement. I don't know. Um, anything else you want to say on Dylan? Dad, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. Um, well, I'll just say that just one thing to hope for so far is that his breakaway percentage is early in the year, and he's so he's. There, there are a lot of other good running backs that don't have any breakaway runs yet so far after two games, um, including like Josh Jacobs for the Raiders or Kyron Williams for the Rams, who just had a great game against San Francisco, but still doesn't have a breakaway run yet. So, I mean, it could still happen. It could still, but yeah, full as I wrote in your notes, full on Blutarski. 0.0 so far it's, this year. It's just so frustrating because we've seen him play better. And short yardage situation is supposed to be what he's good at. And the fact that it was, I think it's most, it was such a high leverage short yardage situation. And they, 
I just think like, what if they had just gotten that first down? Because would they yep. move the ball downfield if they if they kick a field goal, they win? Uh, yeah, I don't, yep. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, but that wasn't um, the only thing that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Went wrong there. Oh, uh, but in mean, terms of went wrong there, do you want to? Should I go on to some of my well, other things? In, yeah, what, had... else, what, what else do you feel like they need to work on on offense? Because I, I think there were a lot of positives so, on offense, but let's just get the negatives out of the way. The other thing, the, the tight end usage in this game. You, the... you, didn't, like the, you didn't like the tight end usage, or what, what were you <laughs> feeling? Musgrave had started out with like a couple catches early and then kind of disappeared. They never the got him the, the ball much. Yeah, got the two catches, and I think those were in. Were those the first quarter? They were pretty early on. And then Deguara, um, he has a, a the the rather rough combination of a negative one point five average depth of target, coupled with only four y- yards after catch per reception. He's got. I mean, we've said he's got no juice. I'd like he's got no. No juice. I don't know how else to say yeah. it. Like when he gets but, the but, ball, you can see like he just doesn't move at the same speed as like the players on defense do. Like the players on defense are like they're catching him easy. Like he's he's not pulling away from anybody, he's not yeah. breaking any tackles. Like, I don't know. It's not great. But I also and I have to go I have to wait. I have not seen the all twenty two. I'd like to see like what's going on with Musgraves targets and usage as the game wore on. And why wasn't he featured more? Um, besides, like the very beginning of the game, I mean, yeah, I think without even without the use of all twenty-two, you can ask like, why were there not more designed plays for him? Because they had that clearly designed rollout right to to him that he took up the right sideline. They went for like a massive gain of like twenty twenty-five yards or something like that, and then they didn't they didn't have I felt like a lot of like those types of design plays to get a guy running with the ball in space like they did possibly last game. Like last game, you had the throwback screen to Jones. You had some stuff to Musgrave. Um, you didn't have anything necessarily like that with like just short ball in space. I mean, I get you don't have Jones this game, so it's a fair. that's a fair counter argument. So you don't have your best player at that, but I thought they could have done some more design stuff. And I would like to see you know a, yeah. a tight end screen for Musgrave at some point because yeah. I feel like Mus- he could do well yeah. with that kind of touch. But I feel like that's getting like, Overly nitpicky, but, asking for specific but his types last, of plays. His last target was just a couple minutes into the second quarter. Yeah, I mean, he's one of your, I think, already one of your more dynamic playmakers on offense, and it's it's hard because, like, you know, Reed was doing a really good job with the targets he got. I thought Wicks was doing really well with the targets yeah. he got, but well, it's, it's more it about, is, yeah, yeah. But then it started to bog down, you know, and you you needed to try to figure something else out as a game late in the game. Anyway, and then I had so that was kind of the last sort of bad thing. Then I had some what I thought were kind of interesting things that I don't know if we want to do those before we get to the good and end with the good. There was a snap problem that we talked about already on that fourth down where love gave the wrong key. Nyman and Walker splitting time at left tackle. That was my thing to watch. Kind of a mystery. Yeah. So Nyman it- had 12 snaps, eight run, four pass. Walker had 45 snaps. 17 run, 28 pass. Hidden in Nyman snaps is one rep at right tackle instead of Tom. And I'd not, I'd have to go back and look to find what that was. Like, oh, Tom was an in for play? When was that? Yeah. And um, the, the thing for me and, is like, and Nyman great. So there's this idea that, oh, is Nyman in there for a run? But Nyman actually graded out better than Walker in both the run and pass pro. 
I wonder where they go next week if Bakhtiari can't play. Um, it's also important to note it's like this wasn't just there were also players where Rashid Walker was like the extra lineman. He's like a, a big tight end essentially. Like he's like the the U Bacon looks. Um, and those for those plays, Nyman was a left tackle. And the uh, two questions is like it was like you're doing that that makes sense, but also you're changing out your left tackle. It seems at random. Doesn't really no real explanation as to why. But also like if you're Rashid Walker, I mean, obviously I think the coaches probably know these players better than anyone, but. Wouldn't you think that if it's his first game starting at left tackle in his career, just maybe leave him at left tackle and don't have him bouncing out to tight end like and bouncing around? Like, Let's just keep it simple for him. I don't know. I, I, I'm second guessing there, but that just that seems logical to me that you wouldn't want to add undue stress to a player in a big-time role in their first spot in the NFL and making him do, play multiple positions. I don't know. That's just kind of what I thought about it. And then I don't... There's there's no real explanation to me that I can understand as to why they're splitting Nyman and Walker there. Just pick one. Just pick one and play him. If you think Nyman's better, play him. If you think Walker's better, play him. But I understand Walker started rough. Like he he I think Walker settled into the game as the game went and then at the end of the game it kind of fell apart again too. Um but like the first the first like possession and a half, two possessions, like Walker was not great. And then I thought it was like better in the middle of the game. And then at the end when Jenkins was out too, it just like I mean the protection was still okay, but um, but any other yeah, negatives? there was that one miscommunication, I think, between Walker and um, Jenkins about, I think, who should be picking up that uh, free rusher yeah. that and came I thought, in for the one sack. I thought Nyman was missing blocks in the run game, too. I mean, neither neither had great games, in my opinion. I don't know. They were fine. It's hard asking, like, I don't know. This isn't the – this is – it's good to have these these backups, I guess. It's it's good to have the problem of like, okay, both of these guys are solid at least. They they were solid, you know. If you have a backup left tackle who's solid, that's a luxury, I would say. But Dad, should we talk a little bit about positives on offense? Let's get to, to the wrap let's get to up? the good. Well, the thing is, we're going to end on bad again when we talk about special teams. Would you rather talk about the special teams oh, first and end on positive? A, that'll be short. It'll be at a least. nice, solid little little. <laughs> morsel of black licorice <laughs> turn like to, little, yeah my little turn at the end of the episode yeah exactly do, do you want to just can, talk about talk about the special teams really quick so we can end good or what do you want to do so the decision to punt from atlanta's 30 it's can we can terrible. we rewind first first, first. Have, the first drive of the game you have a 50 keep in mind that if they had scored three more points they win you have a 51 yard field goal you take a delay of game and I don't know if you yeah. saw this, but they asked Matt LaFleur about this. And he says, like, that's on me to not get the timeout, but it's also on, like, like the, the operation, I think he said, looked like they were going out on a Wednesday at practice. So he felt like there was a lack of urgency from the, the kicking team. Here's the thing. You Obviously, call Who cares? Timeout. Call timeout. He's yes. the man in charge. If they're not doing it right and say, oh, man, you guys, what are you, gonna, what are you doing, punishing them? But not by because they did it wrong, and so you're going to just let them, you know, I call timeout. Call Blow timeout. It, sway the wind. But yeah, here's the thing: call timeout. Not and fix it. Not only do you not call timeout, you take the delay of game, fifty-six yarder. You don't kick the fifty-six yarder. This is this is mind-boggling to me. Like that's you were the, saying, that's the part that absolutely. Yeah. So you screwed up. You took the penalty, and 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 you had the other penalty. It's like you went from after that, um, pass interference to being like a forty-five yard field goal, and like lo- losing yard, and then. 
a penalty, so it's a 51-yard field goal. And then 56. Why don't you kick the 56-yard field goal? For, for reference, listeners, they're at the Falcons' 38. They're at the Falcons' 38-yard line, and they punt. And they punt a touchback. They gain yeah, 18 so yards on that. So it's an 18-yard difference. The, there's, you know, I, I there's wanted, nothing. Actually, I'm going to say it anyway. There is nothing. no excuse. There is no excuse. No. I don't care. You're trying to pin them. None of the numbers support that. No, all the nowhere. numbers support. In the year of our Lord, the 2023, there is no reason you should ever be punting from the 30 from your opponent's 38 unless your kicker's not playing. You were indoors. It was 56 yards. You were on turf. The he, whole he kicked point, a 57-yarder in the preseason. The whole point that the the Niners had their rookie kicker kick a 57-yarder out pseudo outdoors at the the Rams stadium. Like, the, it's not a rookie kicker thing. It's not like a he can't kick a thing. The whole point of getting rid of, I mean, obviously money also notwithstanding, but the main point you moved on from Mason Crosby was because you thought his leg strength was waning and you couldn't hit the long kicks anymore. What was the point of making the move if you're not going to let him kick? Kickable, you know, makeable kicks. Makeable kicks. 56 yards is, is like, I expect NFL kickers to make 56 wasn't yards. Like this wasn't 60, 59. 65. This wasn't 65. Yard. It was indoors, 56 yards on turf. Yeah. Why yeah, are we not it's, kicking it's, that? It's indefensible. I probably think the, I'd have to look at the analytics are, if you don't kick it there, you should probably go for it, even though it's 4th and 17. Yeah. It's thing is, like, I'm just... More than anything just else, throwing points away. More than anything else, that actually, I think, I think that frustrates me. Just thinking about it, more than anything else, because I think I, I don't under, I don't know what happened. I don't know what it's happened. It's just bad process, bad decision making, choosing something for the wrong reasons that actively give you a lower probability of success by doing it that way. You might get away with it once in a while. But that doesn't make it a good decision. Three more points and they win the game. I know it's like not that yeah. simple because it changes a lot of things going forward. But it's that yeah, butterfly effect, schmutterfly <laughs> effect. Don't punt from your opponent's thirty-eight. It's not that complicated. Um, yeah. Besides that, though, Carlson looked good. I mean, he looked good when they let him kick. I mean, that I don't know. He didn't. He didn't miss. Um, Nixon, you know. <laughs> Is this doing is a crazy, crazy this things. Is a crazy person. But the thing is, it's nine yards deep. He had a he had a return for thirty and a return for twenty five. So it's like he it's fine. He's doing crazy person things back there. If it was anyone else, I wouldn't want them to do it. But I'll take the little the sliver of probability that he houses one is worth it if you're returning it to the twenty to me. Like that's that's worth yep. it if you're at yep. least getting it to the twenty. If you if your guy that dynamic and there's a chance you take it back for a big return, it's worth it if like otherwise you're getting to the twenty. That's a fine trade to me. But Dad, uh, anything else you want to rant about special teams? But or do you want to talk about the offense? I really and, wanted and to game. rant about that field goal it's, turned it's turned down. That was the one that actually bugged me the most. I, I think out of the entire game when it happened, the dogs are looking at me. What are you yelling about? Yeah, and it's like I looked and I was like. I was like, I was trying to count. I was like, did I count wrong? Like, is that not 56 yards? Like, am I, is it 66? Like, did I miss like a 10? Like, am I counting from the wrong spot? No, this didn't want to. And it's like, what was the whole point of any of this, of like changing kickers? If you're going to be scared to kick a 50, I, whatever, whatever. Offense, dad. If Crosby positive. was there, they still should have gone for it. Yeah. Yes. Even with, even, yes. 
100%. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But, Dad, we wanted to end on a positive. Let's talk about the positives on offense. Um, to me, I have a few. Uh, let's end with Jordan Love because I thought Jordan Love played. Honestly, I know the numbers aren't quite as good. But I thought he played better in this game than he did in the Bears game. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I'm going to start, though, with first three quarters of this game were good from the offense. Um, first drive of the game was a punt like we talked about, but it shouldn't have been. It should have been a field goal. That's not on the offense. That's on the coaching. I'm I'm not – I like that's on coaches for not kicking a field goal there. Second drive of the game, you punt, you give up a sack. That's not great. But then you get 24 straight points over four drives. You go touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown. With drives of 11 plays, 84 yards, 10 plays, 44 yards, 6 plays, 65 yards, and 4 plays, 78 yards. It's the second straight game where you come out of halftime and go touchdown, touchdown to start the third quarter. That's great. There's a lot of positives for the offense in this game, Dad. I I, I thought the rookies, rookie pass catchers looked really good. I think you oh, had something about them. Yeah. Let me let me, let me me tee you up for that one. What you, what you got in the rookie pass yeah, catchers? Yeah, so what I had were the, the, the rookie wide receivers. Jaden Reed led the team in targets with eight. His first career touchdowns which he got two for um, four catches for 37 yards rating when targeted of 122.9 and he led and once again he led the team in in uh snaps from the slot he is their he, slot receiver and he, he looks is like looking a guy. good he looks He's, like a guy the, the more i watch him play it's like the more i'm able to get over the fact that they didn't draft jackson smith and jigba in the first round because like i'm like that's me it's good that's me. The more good. I watch both him and I watch Lucas Van Ness because Lucas Van Ness had a good game in this game too. I thought, but we didn't we didn't mention him earlier. But I thought I thought he played well in this past game. Yeah, it's too bad that he uh, like hurt his elbow and was out for a while. Yeah. And I didn't it's really good notice that he him. Was able to come back in at least, um, or at least try and to then come back in. Another rookie wide receiver, Dontavian Wicks, yeah. with his first career um, touchdown catch. And people... he had his man beat on the first possession, so the guy had to just make. Grab yes. him and take him down and, for that uh, DPI. Yeah, and on the for flea flicker 40, on the first forty-some yard gain. Can I can I say I I do love the the flea flicker call. I I Yo, do love was, the flea I, flicker I, call. But that the was, kid was like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah, first play of the game. A good flea flicker first play of the game. Uh, do you? I people have done that to us a billion times. I feel like I feel like the Packers yep. have gotten got with that first play of well, game I flea flicker. The, uh, the, the the Falcons paid him back with a trick play later in the game. Hmm. Yeah, <sighs> but uh, Wicks also had just to his uh, touchdown that he had two catches on four targets for forty yards. Um, he seems to be the third wide out in the depth chart. Um, with Watson out, he was second to Dobbs and snaps out wide. I would say he's Ture, the, the, you mean the third. Seven. You mean the third, third outside out, outside receiver? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Third outside receiver. Um, head of Torrey, twelve to seven. Had a, a kind of a nice 2.5 yards per route run. His rating when targeted is 125. And on his touchdown catch showed some of the traits that I really liked from, of, his, of his coming out of Virginia with a really nice change of direction and running through contact. He's got a really that, strong base. On that touchdown. A really strong base. Him look, and Reed. Yeah. Reed for his size as well. Hard to get down. Like he's got a, he's got a, yeah. the, the end around. Let's talk about Reed a little bit because like, I mean, one of those touchdowns is all him. It's just pop pass. Speed, speed around the corner. Run around the corner. And, like, I don't know how yeah. he got there. I have no idea how he got there. I, I thought for sure that thing was shut off. And he just turns, and he's gone. And it's like, we saw this during uh, training maybe, camp. Maybe it was the like, Packers are right about his 40-time uh, being four three seven. Maybe, but it was one of the plays 
like the first plays we saw of like someone smuggling out video of training camp was a little end around to Jaden Reed. And it was like, Ooh, he's got a little burst there. <laughs> he's got some, he got some burst. He's, yeah. He's got some something there. Um, but yeah, he looked really good in this game. And then the second touchdown, he did a good job selling out there, selling the fake that he was blocking. And then love putting a yeah, nice then, ball on him. Yeah. And then he the defense back had no chance after that. And Wicks, so, people yeah, have been I'm, saying, I'm excited about our young pass catching group. Yeah. It, and if they can it, get it can Watson healthy for years to come, if they can get Watson healthy and have that deep speed element added to this team, I mean, that would be huge. And Wicks, people have been talking about how Wicks looked really good on tape last week and how he was getting open. And, um, you know, it, it does say something that they designed that flea flicker first play of the game to go to him. Like, they, they trust yep. him to get it, beat his man deep, and he did. And uh, Terrell was forced to just bring him down. And I'm me personally, I'm adding these the two pass interference penalties yardage to Jordan Love's totals, I've told everyone. Uh, that was open, and he hit him. That was a good throw. I'm adding it to his totals. You can't stop me. They got the yards out of it. Um, <laughs> on, on the official Tommy uh, stat charts. The, the Tommy box score has him for like 200 and something yards. Uh, it's like an extra 87, I think. Um, but, Dad, speaking of Jordan Love, is there anything else positive you want to talk about? Should we end with him? Because like we said at the oh, beginning of the year, to I did keep pers- ha- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I did have one more thing, and that was there was it was an improved game from Josh Myers this week after having a rough game last week where I felt like he really did poorly in the run blocking last week and missed a number of assignments. But he had the best run block grade on the team um, per PFF this week among the offensive line, actually among the whole team. I think even among the um, other blockers, like when you got tight ends and wide receivers blocking, he had the best best grade. And it doesn't really notice that much, you know. So it was like, no, that's a good thing, definitely. And the team as a whole didn't run well, so it's like best run blocking grade on the team might not mean a ton. <laughs> Tamping with fate praise. I was gonna say the the team was not blocking the run well. The team wasn't running the ball well. But this is the positive section. Same positive. And yes, I thought Myers was a lot better this week. But Dad, like we said before the season started, the big thing is just how Jordan Love looks. So let's talk a little bit about Jordan Love's play in this game because I thought he was pretty good. I'm just going to read off some stats for you, and then I'll bounce off of you. Jordan Love in this game, 14 of 25, so 56% completion percentage, which is not great. Um, I think that is something he maybe needs to work on a little bit. Uh, 151 yards and three touchdowns. Like I said, I'm adding 87 yards worth of pass interference on that. Uh, but you can make the argument that with one of the touchdowns being a pop pass, you can subtract that. So, you know, a <laughs> uh, little bit little bit good, a little bit bad, a little column A, a little column B. Um, this is according to rbsdm.com. Um, this week, he was third in EPA per play, 0.405. I expect points added per play. He was 10th in success rate, 55.2%. Um, he did have the third worst completion percentage and third worst completion percentage over expected, which kind of takes into account like, oh, if a player's throwing lots of third and longs, like their completion percentage should be lower than a player that's throwing thrown on first and ten a lot. But even with that, he was not doing particularly well. Um, uh, according to PFF, he did have an 8.2 average depth of target, which would have been 11th in the league last year if it was over the course of a whole season. Um, so he threw a bit less downfield than last week. Last week was up by 10. Um, and then he had 2.47 seconds to throw, which would have been second fastest last year. Not that he had 2.47 seconds, but he was, that's how quickly he was getting the ball out on, uh, today. Um, and then I think, you know, I just want to also add the context. Didn't have his wide receiver one, didn't have his running back one and best player, Aaron Jones. Didn't have the entire left side of his line after about halftime with neither of Bakhtiari or Jenkins playing. And I think with all of those caveats, I think, you know, he played a very good game. According to Danny Kelly of the Ringer, this is through two weeks. He's third in air yards per attempt with nine and a half behind only Tua and Jalen Hurts. And then he's second in EPA per drop back behind only Tua. 
He also had the longest rush of his career today for 24 yards and had showed a lot more burst than I thought he had. Um, but Dad, I've been monologuing for a little bit. Uh, he's also he's also been very bold in his running. You yes. saw what uh, I want that man know. to go out of bounds, please, please slide. Lafleur <laughs> was like, Don't you, "Yes, please slide." It's like, I think we needed some. We needed a little bit of uh, a little, little juice, juice or whatever. I think he said, "What do you think about that?" A little farvy to him, huh? That's a little. It's you know, a little said, it's him. like a little bit. Of, he's a little bit of farv in there. Uh, yeah, but what what'd you think about that? What'd you think about Jordan Love's play as a whole? What'd you think about any of those numbers? Sorry if I, dear listener, if I just kind of read those off super quick, but I think, you know, it's important to know, like, he was throwing the ball downfield a little bit, um, a lot of incompletions in there. I think, to me, you know, if I'm looking at a very granular view, I thought he was great for, like, the first three quarters. I thought the third to last drive was, like, the one bad drive, in my opinion, and that was the one where he missed uh Dobbs kind of running free on a post to the like right um because he was throwing to Wicks left and like I think if you slow it down um the safety hadn't committed as until he started to throw and so it's like hard to pick a side but at the same time Dobbs was open and probably would have scored a touchdown if he threw that and he and he missed Wicks um and then he immediately almost throws a just would have been backbreaking <sighs> pick six to Terrell trying trying to uh yeah get um yeah and that was to Malik Heath who hadn't been playing Heath. much he, to that right, point, he he's one so on like, one against. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. Their best I don't know that that's the matchup you want um, against like a all pro level corner. Your Udfa uh, rookie wide receiver who hasn't played much all game, and so I don't know if like maybe they weren't on the same page too. But that's not that was an ugly throw. That was bad. And then you know second to last play drive of the game, they don't give him a chance to throw, and they go run run, and then Dylan trips on third and one. And then the fourth drive of the game, I mean, to me, people were saying like, oh, he didn't come up clutch, it's like. Okay, 50 seconds, like 90 yards to drive, or like 80 yards, or like, not, not, I guess they need a field goal. So, like, 50, 40, 50 yards to drive, 50 seconds, no timeouts, no left side of your line, no wide receiver one, no running back one. Let's, let's have reasonable expectations. Obviously, you'd like to see him at least move the ball a little bit and not go four plays, no yards, get a completion at least maybe somewhere. But I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't count that drive as a major like bad drive to me, Dad. Sorry, no, I, it I took been, a it lot of. It would have been the... nice to see something from him to get like a to get like a couple completions, yeah, or one first down or something. Just some kind of momentum there. But I, I took a lot of the the talking points we had for that, Dad. What did you think about Love's game? Because I think his performance is the always every week. Just the most important thing is how he played. Yeah, I mean it's still good. He's still. Uh, what did I have? I think. I think his QBR was better in this game than the Chicago game. But his like quarterback rating was not as good. So it kind of depends on which rating system you're using. I think some had this as his better game and some had the first game as his better game. One thing about season so far, he's doing well. You mentioned how fast he was getting the ball out. And so far, where's my note about about that? Um, he's mostly been doing kind of a good job of getting out on time, and he's eighth in the league so far this season in percentage of dropbacks with a pass in less than two and a half seconds. Um, now he does. I would like to see him bring his completion percentage up a little bit more. That's that's the thing that. Uh, yeah, it's not like I don't think it's as big a deal as some people are making it. Um. But, you know, you would just like to see it not be, like, 55% is, like, very low. Very, very, very low. Like, that'd be, like, lower tier of the league. So let's just get that back yeah. to average, at least. I think average is fine. 
But it is kind of amazing that his uh, EPA per play yeah, is still think, so good. I think part of that's just he's thrown for six touchdowns, and that's and like no, and, and, and he had I guess one turnover, one, one turnover worthy play. The one, yeah, but EPA per play Heath, doesn't doesn't take no. Into but I'm just, I'm just I know we're not. Yeah, that doesn't affect EPA per play. But I'm just thinking about overall in terms of he he's got six touchdowns and no picks, and maybe he has three. Turnover worthy throws for the season still. I think two I think one. one last week and one this week, right? I think just one last week. Was it just one last week and one this week? I believe so, yeah. And so yeah, two and you know, I, I thought he played I thought he played really well through those three quarters in this game. The the throw to Dobbs on the right sideline, I mean that's a professional throw. That's a and even the throw to Toure on that fourth down on the last drive oh, of the game, yeah. that's a freaky throw. That's a that was, super right, human throw. He was not open, and it's like throwing it way well before he has a break. He, it was literally the only chance he had, and it was going to be a really great with a, catch with by the guy in his face on. wrapped and, around and, a defender. Toure's not even out of his break yet. Like sidearm throw, fourth and ten, gotta have it. Like, yeah, I mean, and it was yeah. He put it the only place he had in the field, I think, to try to get a completion while he was about to get. I'm almost, I'm almost glad Torrey dropped it because if they had just gotten a procedural penalty on that, I would have been even more mad. <laughs> and then it would have been, you know, the backup 15 yards. Have oh, whatever, fourth and 15. Yeah, fourth and 15. Oh, man. Yeah, so, but, yeah, he did have only one turnover-worthy play um, Yeah, this week. it wasn't, like, a perfect game for Love. Uh, he had some misses. He had – he missed Wicks on, like, a like an over to the left sideline late in the game. Um, like you said, that last drive they didn't they didn't get a completion. The third or last drive he had a couple. That was the one I was talking about. A couple misses. Um, that the play to Terrell that he almost. <laughs> ooh, that would that would have been a blemish. That would have been a that would have been a pick six. Oh, if he got um, yeah, if he housed that one. Yeah, and then I'm trying to remember if there were any other. Uh, coming to mind, not no other like big misses are coming to mind. That's what I'm saying. Like I thought he played a good game. I thought he played actually better than he did against Chicago. Um. And, you know, they lost the game. They were playing a team that's probably better than them on the road. And, you know. Well, at least when they don't have, you know, Jones, Bakhtiari. I think Jones without, was right. Without their four best offensive players. Like, yeah. it's tough. Um, but, yeah, anything else you want to say about the Packers offense uh, and Jordan Love specifically? Or should we wrap this up and talk about our uh, player of the week? So, yeah, why don't we just wrap this up? All right, who's your uh, who's your player of the game? I had trouble with this. I know, right? Um, I had. I'll and, go first. I had. And, I had Jaden Reed. Right. And so I saw you had Reed, and I was thinking I was going to go somewhere different. And I'm trying to decide. So there's Quay Walker. Um, had a lot of tackles. Made some. Had second of the team in pressures versus, but dropped the dropped a pick. Kenny Clark, who led the team in pressures, was really disrupting their offense in the first half, but and no missed tackles, but had a bad run grade. So in the end, well, I think I found your mistake as you're looking for players on defense. I think that I think that was your <laughs> that was your first mistake was looking for your player of the game on that side of the ball. Well, that could be. The other play that frustrated me that I forgot about was Savage just getting mossed because he jumped two whole he inches bit, in the air. He, well, he also he was trying to recover after biting on that. But he was play he was fake. still right there. He's, he's, he caught up, and he caught up at the last second. I think I'm I'm not surprised he was not able to get up and contest that 
because um, he was kind of still running to get into position when the ball. Fair enough. There. But who who's your player of the game? So you got to commit. Got to commit to someone. So I went I'll, Kenny Clark because he actually made some splash plays that even if it was not for the whole game. Okay, yeah, I, I think the defense is getting wear, worn out by. There's a lot of plays out, out snapped. You know, one what one point seven to one or something. And that was the thing. Week one, lots of good complimentary football. Week two, not much complimentary football. Your defense isn't getting off the field. Your offense is not staying on the field. And then it just spirals and cycles, and you lose the game. But anyway, I think big takeaway: Jordan Love looked pretty good. Had some good moments. I thought looked better than he did week one. Even there are still massive questions on the defense. You have a lot of talent there, and it's not really their their problems with this specific type of team, which we knew there would be problems with, but like at the same time, you'd hope they had improved going into this year with the changes they had uh, said they were going to make schematically on defense. Those it did not really bear out in a better performance. Um, but you know, still one and one rest of the North lost. Also, you're still leading the division. And I think that's an okay place to be dad last closing remarks. And we'll, we'll get out of here. We're getting a little late. Yeah. Well, I would just say that we still have banked a road win already. And it was in actually not not just in conference but in division, so that's good. And we're going to get a home game coming up. Yes, game coming up uh, this coming Sunday, six days from now, as we record against on to you Monday night, uh, Saints, and that will right? be against the Saints. Yes, a home who opener. are two and zero, who are two and zero. So tough matchup, home opener. Hopefully the pack can come out there. We'll be giving you a pregame for that game on Thursday, so keep your eyes on the feed for that. Like we said earlier, if you want updates from when we put out any new episodes, follow us on Twitter at Father Son Packer. We tweet out when we have new episodes out, articles we find interesting, etc., etc. Uh, and then if you want to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, etc. You know, come give us a follow. We'd really appreciate it. Really help our numbers. But anyway, thank you again so much for listening. Tough loss for the Packers, but just Keeping perspective on this season, you know, there were some decent things as well, if not very frustrating end of the game. But anyway, thank you again for listening. Until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.